I come from a wellness background. Gabby's a social worker, comes from the food background. And so between the two of us, we decided to just take our passions and form a nonprofit. Welcome to Food on the Table, a podcast that brings you behind the scenes to meet the people who drive the food industry and keep our communities fed. From restaurant owners to food critics, food tech entrepreneurs to hunger relief nonprofits, these are the stories of those who are working hard to put more food on the table for all. This is Andrew, the founder of Gift a Meal, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Joy Milner and Gabrielle Cole, co-directors of the Fit and Food Connection. Joy and Gabby, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We're so happy to be here, Andrew. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. So let's get started. Can you please give us a brief overview on what the Fit and Food Connection is? The Fit and Food Connection is a nonprofit. We operate in low-income neighborhoods throughout St. Louis. We have two programs. We have a wellness program that is comprised of group fitness, group nutrition, and one-on-one help for our clients. And we also have a food access program that is our organic garden and our healthy food pantry delivery. Our passion is to get people healthy that don't have access to healthy food, fitness resources, nutrition offerings, anything that is related to holistic wellness, how to sleep better, how to think positively, how to de-stress, how to move better, and how to eat better. That is what it's all about. So We like to connect the dots with those people that don't have access to it, and then watch how the confidence builds and just transforms into all other areas of their life. That's amazing. And who are the people that are being served in terms of what geographical area? And is this children? Is it older adults? Um, Just to give people an idea of who you're working with. Absolutely, Andrew. So we like to um, work in areas where we say that they're underserved. So they're usually considered food deserts or fitness deserts. Um, A lot of people like to use the term promise zone. Um, and, 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 and it really is just these communities do not have access to just kind of some basic stuff. So we like to serve and we usually serve people that are in the northern um, areas of St. Louis, Missouri. So the St. Louis County um, and St. Louis City. We've expanded a little bit to our um, Fox Park and South City area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we usually serve it's just a wide variety, right? We serve women with small children. We serve um, seniors. We serve disabled. And pretty much anyone um, saying that they need some support with their wellness and, and um, their wellness goals and their fighting hunger. Terrific. And how many people are you guys currently serving and helping out? That that varies. So since we're kind of talking about gift a meal, um, we are serving about a hundred, almost a hundred. So anywhere from 90 to 95 families a week. That's the average um, in our food access a program. And that's where we feed families each week, feed healthy meals. And it's usually fresh stuff, frozen stuff and, and healthy snacks that are non-perishables. So we're feeding about a hundred families a week. It's it's grown tremendously over the, the year. I say, well, within the last six, six to 12 months due to COVID and the greatness of the community coming together to be, for us to be able to do this as we're a nonprofit. So all the donations and the um, the funding and the support from the community in, in terms of volunteers, we've been able to support those families um, and, and hope we can continue to do that. And through our wellness program, we've got lots of free offerings, nutrition programs, fitness classes, you name it, a lot of stress relief sessions. And so 
through those programs as well, we are serving hundreds and hundreds of people throughout a month with the various classes that we're teaching as well. And we also have a one-on-one where we're hitting about 10 people a month, I would say, through our one-on-one support with our uh, yep. trainers, our dietitians, and any way we, and our nurses and helping people that have very customized health goals as well. Terrific. And so with the wellness programs that you're offering, are you doing that virtually or are you doing it in person? And how, how have things changed during the pandemic? So we are currently like as this as we speak right now we're doing them all virtual. We were doing them all in person and then when the pandemic hit we went to all virtual and we've done some in person since then but right now they're all virtual. We will be going back into in person as well. But we're able to reach just a lot more people virtually. We can have so much more programming. We can have all different types of people taking our programs. And so we've really been able to expand that and as we free up a little bit from this pandemic chaos, we will be going out and doing a lot of in-person classes again, and we'll probably always keep this virtual piece. Great. Yeah, I can imagine that would expand the reach a lot for you to help even more people in need. Uh, in terms of the pandemic, there's, you know, there's a lot of negativity around it, but trying to find the positive notes, um, are there any stories that you've seen of people helped that have inspired you um, that have been helped by the Fit and Food Connection during the pandemic? That's your story, Joy. You love, is that mine? It's like, that's normally you. you well, we both have great stories. I mean, we all have, yeah. You know, through our food access program, you know, more than ever, people are hurting with jobs and with money and with food. And so just being able to bring the community together, thanks to Gabby, and get all these people off our waiting list and, and feed so many more people, not just food, but healthy food. That's been incredible. Yep to watch people through um, a really tough time. And just also, you know, through all of our programming now more than ever, people need stress relief. We need to show them that these small changes with eating and nutrition and food and wellness and all these things, you can create amazing results. So being able to inspire people, keep them thinking positively, provide them with food and love on them more than ever. Honestly, we've just, we are shining as much as we can and we're just trying to reach as many people as we can. That's great. And what outcomes have you seen for some of the people that have received help through your programs? Andrew, we've seen a lot of um, good feedback from our clients and our partners and um, people that support us out in the community. So we like to build family. It's so important to us and community within the organization, whether it's bringing a donor to a client or bringing a client to another client. Um, And we've really just been able to tackle some of the the situations around the pandemic where people aren't being able to get to the grocery store and out into the community where people aren't able to um, come to our cooking classes and and, and, um, learn how to use the the food that we provide them or people need support with some of their fitness goals and um, a lot of their health issues that they're working with. So we've been able to still tackle some of those issues out in the community through all of our programs, whether it's lowering lowering blood pressure, uh, monitoring weight, um, tracking, you know, the food that people get and how they're using it, their understanding of healthy and nutritious food, filling in the gaps of things that have been missing out in the community. So I feel like um, we've been really successful and and bringing everybody together, but still staying true to our mission and and valuing wellness and food access to to the people that we serve. Mm And then if there's somebody that, sorry, Joy, did you want to say something? Well, no, just like, even if you get on and you see these classes, it's so much fun to watch people get up and get happy and move in their home. It's like, we're showing you too, like, 
you know, we're bringing the food to you, but also get up for 20 minutes, 10 minutes in the middle of your favorite show. Like we're all stuck at home so much and just watching people through our Zoom classes, get up and move wherever they are and, and watch the benefits that it brings them. That's been really rewarding. That's great. So people are getting food and then they're also getting a workout experience as well. Yep. Yeah, so basically, I mean, our, our organic garden is not necessarily in season right now, but it's a community garden, whether it's coming out and learning or actually gardening with us or being a recipient of our food pantry delivery or taking advantage of all of our programs. That's a perfect world when these people can come together and, and really take yeah. advantage of all the aspects of our programming. And how do people become recipients of these food donations or be able to participate in their program? Are there certain criteria people need to meet? If somebody knows someone that's underserved, can they refer them to you? And how would that happen? Yeah. So it's been um, it's been very interesting. And I like to tell this story because when we first started, we had to market and promote the program um, so much to get client and let people know who we were. But right now it's just word of mouth. People, um, we have an intake line where people and families can call to learn more about um, being a part of the food assistance program. And they just leave their information on that intake line, basic information, then we'll give them a call back and do the um do the, do the whole process like the paperwork and then put them either on a wait list um, or get them scheduled for a delivery that's on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So people hear about it really through word of mouth and social media and out in the community. That's great. And once people are reaching out to you, um, and it's great that, that um, there's so many people that are willing to reach out um, to ask for the help and assistance that you're providing, how are you making sure they you're making them feel comfortable and dignified when they're asking for help? I know that that's been a problem that a lot of food pantries have, fa have faced in the past with um, you know, people not feeling comfortable um, going to the food pantry, even if they're aware of it. Um, so what do you guys do in order to make sure that people feel comfortable and respected? Um, so right now um, we, so our pantry has always been a delivery service. So anytime we arrange for someone to get food on a Sunday, it's delivered out with our volunteers and our staff kind of coordinates that on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, but the intake process is done very confidential and it's on the line where it's just the one person and the, the client getting this information um, so that they can feel comfortable and safe in the process. Um, when the food is being delivered, we usually kind of prep the, 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 the recipient well in advance of how it'll work so that they can meet the person at the doorstep or we can leave the food at the doorstep just to practice the safe guidelines around um, COVID and, and, and social distancing. But before then, you know, we'd come, we, we go into the person's home, kind of go through the inventory of food that they're getting and help them store it. And especially some of our disabled and, and senior um, recipients. But we really just try to make sure that the the, uh, the the recipient feels comfortable from all of our programs, not just our food access, but our wellness, um, our wellness program as well as any fitness classes, any one-on-one -on -one support. It's all very um, relationship building and trying to get the, com the 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 person comfortable with our staff and open to talking about some of their health goals and and taking and taking basic steps. Right. So when we we like to use enjoy, this is her favorite favorite thing is to this tiny steps yield to bigger results so when we do that it automatically lets the client know that we're not some big gym or we're not some big pantry with all these nutrition goals and you have to meet this to get the service it's pretty basic and it's pretty um 
what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's very um, family oriented. Yeah, family. achievable. <laughs> family oriented. And like, we try to look at it as a family. Like, what can you do? You can only do so much as a family person and you need food and you need to be healthy to um, to be out in the community and, and um, be successful. So we try to just start very basic and, and, and that, that usually is a start to having everyone feel comfortable. Yeah, I love how in depth that is and with the relationship building as well. Well, and also that is why we are successful. That is why we are so passionate. We know what the big scary world brings, right? We want to be that source of smiles and confidence and positivity and that safe place for people. So through all of our data and analysis and, you know, stat gathering and nurses and staff and people, we really are so very nurturing. And I think we never forget the importance of that trust and that safe place that we can be that source uh, for a client of helping them step-by-step step, very personally and very professionally. So we we build a trust from the very beginning. And I think that's one reason why we have been successful. And speaking of the very beginning, let's take a step back uh, to the very beginnings of the Fit and Food Connection. <laughs> How did this thing come to be and what were each of your journeys to the Fit and Food Connection? This joy story. You know, this is one of my favorite stories ever. So basically, um, Gabby and I didn't know each other, but neither one of us were nonprofits. This was like eight or nine years ago. I called myself Living Joyfully. I had a little pad of paper and a pen as a wellness professional, and I knocked on a door of an early childhood center in North St. Louis and said, can I just stay around and see if a couple moms want to learn about wellness? And then I started getting a big following. And one day I was having breakfast, writing a workout while I was eating at a restaurant. And the manager asked me, I told her what I was doing. And she said, wow, she said, I volunteer for this woman named Gabby. And she's doing something similar. She's called herself the food place. She's in the same areas of North St. Louis. And she's doing food, things with food. And she said, you guys need to meet each other. So we were basically doing very similar things in the same area. And I just randomly called her up one day and said, I don't know you, but I think I need to meet you. And uh, we decided to pool our knowledge and our resources. I come from a wellness background. Gabby is a social worker, uh, comes from the food background. And so between the two of us, we decided to just take our passions and form a nonprofit, which we did about six years ago. Wow, that's amazing. And now that you're at this really amazing point today, when through the food program, you're serving almost 100 families in need weekly and through uh, the wellness program, hundreds more, uh, where do you see the Fit and Food Connection going in 2021? Yeah, I can definitely answer that one. Is that me, Joy? And oh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we have been planning. I mean, we started our um, strategic planning process early in 2020, and uh, about I think March or April, and we are kind of wrapped that up for 2021, and that's when it will start. And it's basically really around our capacity building efforts to continue to um, put on these programs that are so much like they're 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 definitely a need in the communities we serve. Um, we have wait lists, we have people that are reaching out constantly to get food and to join and be a part of our wellness program. So that's really a big focus for us this year is to make sure we have the capacity to put on the programming and to um, make the, the operation sustainable. In addition to, you know, finding some, some very, you know, permanent main office space, mm -hmm. gym space, 
space for it. Um, so we have our garden and making sure that 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 operation can potentially grow and we can produce more food. So we have a lot planned for the next three years, starting in 2021. And it really just kind of centers around the people that we serve. And how can everybody listening to this podcast help support you? So they can become a client. They can reach out through our phone line. All this is listed on the website, which I'll give you. Uh, They can be a volunteer. We're always looking for very high level board members, fundraisers, high level volunteers. And we are really looking for in-kind donations of healthy food and financial donations, monetary donations, because we are all volunteer based or 95% volunteer based and everything we do is free. Really every penny is going right directly back into this program and this organization. And so any type of donation for us, since we're smaller, is really, really impactful. So it all starts with our website. Uh, www.fitandfoodconnection.org. And there's phone numbers on there. We're so available and accessible. Anybody can reach out for anything. And the more people we can bring together and the more people we can help, then we've done our job. Terrific. And we'll make sure to include the link to the website and the donation link in the description of this podcast. Uh, Any final words you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? We just want to say thank you to everyone out there listening, all of our supporters and our um, clients or recipients. We want to thank our staff um, just for all coming together this past year and really making the Fit and Food Connection um, have the ability to put on the program and support the families that we were not once feeding. And hopefully we can continue to do that. And I also just want to say, follow us on social media and visit our social media pages. We're on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. So thanks everyone. And I just want to thank you, Andrew, for the amazing work you're doing with Gift a Meal. Seriously, I've watched you start something and turn it into yep. something really amazing. And just, I want to just say is just on behalf of the organization, just to everyone keep smiling, uh, set small goals, you know, think positively, spend a couple minutes every day, just taking care of yourself, getting your priorities straight. We all just need to relax and breathe and think positively and just baby step our way through this and just keep moving forward. I love it.